no makeup makeup is sometimes harder than doing just full on like painting a face. Um, so there is a learning curve with that and techniques that, that, but it, it's my style. Um, every makeup artist is different and some people like to go full glam. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I don't like doing weddings is to me, um, not everyone, you know, has to go full out with makeup. And a lot of these brides, you know, when you pay the money to get the makeup, you're not paying for the amount that you can see. It's, it's actually a whole process that you're going through, but people are like, if I don't have that full glam, then I didn't get my money's worth. But in actuality, a bride should look like, like your husband fell in love with the way that you look. Why would you change it on the most important day when you're standing up there? You want him to recognize you. You want, you know, there's a, there is something about feeling beautiful. And if that's how you always wear your makeup and he sees you that way, then that's you rock it. But if not, don't be someone that you're not on your wedding day, because you're going to look back at those photos. And, um, you know, I think makeup does help with our confidence. Um, but there's certain, there's a time and place for all of that. Another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successful-ish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successful-ish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieved. Successful-ish. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve. Welcome to Successful-ish. I'm Sarah Michelle, and I'm excited today to introduce one of my good friends, Kristen Gunderson. If you have seen any of my headshots or videos or professional recordings, Kristen is the one who is responsible for making me look 10 times hotter than I am if you catch me when I'm walking around with a messy bun and a baseball hat, which is 99% of the time. Kristen is my favorite makeup and hair artist. Um, so she is going to talk today a little bit about how to be more successful with our makeup and uh, men before you jump off we are going to be talking about you too so hang tight for a few. I'll start off with introducing her a little bit. Kristen developed her love for makeup and an obsession for wearing purple eyeliner in high school. Uh, for me it was the hot pink hair, um, not the purple but I'm with you there. She tried many different career options, including retail, insurance, being an administrative assistant, salon coordinator, nanny, and even a sandwich artist back in high school. But she finally found her niche and became a professional makeup artist. She moved to Southeastern Connecticut 10 years ago where the Navy brought her family and has her makeup studio there currently. She specializes in photography makeup, but can accommodate all makeup needs, such as styled shoots, proms, formals, headshots, commercial advertising, film, lessons, and even underwater. And if you did not know that there was such thing as an underwater makeup artist, because I didn't know that, highly recommend you check out the photos. They're pretty rad. In her free time, she loves to spend time with her family, shop, and come up with creative set ideas. She is also obsessed with Halloween, and I have been told throws one successful Halloween party, uh, comfy clothes, and 80s music. So Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. So before we jump in, what is something that you failed at this week? <sighs> well, it's probably more family related, but I would have to say Sunday routine and, and just family um, bedtime. So I kind of threw in the towel yesterday and said, Sunday dinners are a big thing for us. We sit around, we have them and we prep for the week. You know, we do baths. I, I have younger kids. Um, so 
yeah, I threw in the towel and said, we're going to Buffalo Wild Wings. We went out. Um, we even stopped for Rita's on the way home and bedtime's eight o'clock. We didn't get home till like quarter to eight bedtime. Everything just got delayed by a little bit, but you know, everyone still got up and went to school and survived. So as you say, it was successful ish because I didn't meet my deadlines, but I still, you know, everyone did what they were supposed to do. As long as the kids are alive, right? Not wreaking havoc. You know what? Good job. I say it's a success. Um, and I would imagine, like, I can't imagine parenting in a pandemic, but I would suspect that if I did parent in a pandemic, all the rules would go out the window. My kids would be raised on microwave dinners and television, and I would probably not be my best self. So even before a pandemic, I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to have routine and schedules and my kids will only eat, um, you know, the best of the best vegetables and well-balanced and they're never going to have dirt on them. And oh my gosh. Yeah. That all goes. Yeah. mm -mm, You pick your battles when you have children and it's, you know, it is what it is. Like you said, if they're still alive, I'm doing a good job. So yeah, I try to reserve all my judgment towards parenting because I feel like karma will come back around. <laughs> yeah. And so I try to not judge too quickly because it is, it's so easy when you don't have kids to look in and be like, my kids would right? never do that. But they're all different. You can never exactly. say never. Karma does yeah. come back. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Every kid is different. There's something to be said for those innate personalities. You know, I know my sister and I were raised by the same parents and we're very opposite in many ways. You would question if we came out of the same family. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I say as long as your kids are alive, yep. all good. Um, so tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into makeup. And I think what is unique about your expertise too, is that a lot of times we hear makeup artists and we just immediately think weddings. Mm-hmm. That's the only time we ever think about doing makeup, or maybe we think about headshots, but you've done a lot of really cool, funky commercial makeup in, I mean, just the coolest, seriously, look up the pictures. There are some really cool ways that make me want to play with makeup, even though I have nowhere to go looking like that. But (laughs) tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into where you're at right now. Okay. Um, well, I, after graduation, I just wanted out. I grew up in Maine um, and I didn't choose a college career path. I actually had no idea what I wanted to do, but um, I wanted to visit Hawaii. So I decided to go to Hawaii. I might as well go to college in Hawaii because that was how my parents were going to actually let me go. So um, I went there for a year. Um, I did college. It was great. But um, at the time I had been working at Bath and Body Works um, pretty much after my whole like sandwich artist at Subway and a few other little trial things. um, Bath and Body Works was where I liked. And I came back for summer vacation and they offered me management. I was like 19, making management pay. Who needs college? Um, And at that time, Bath and Body Works came out with a makeup line that was called Beauty by Nature. And I kind of helped them launch that and learn. And so it was kind of being retail makeup, um, like the makeup counters. Um, I love doing that. And then it brought me into more retail counters, um, working at Origins, doing some MAC training, a little bit of that. Loved it, but never really saw myself doing makeup. Um, I started a wedding coordinating business in Maine um, and just 
decided that the whole wedding schedule didn't really work for me because at the time I was getting married, having children, retail didn't work for me anymore. So I went like office setting so I could have my nights, my weekends, my holidays. Um, so I did that for quite a while. I had my two boys and I was married, then I was divorced. And then I met my now husband who is Navy and, um, we, he was stationed in Portsmouth. I was stationed in Portland, Maine, and, um, the Navy moved us to Connecticut and it was like a new start. It was everything. Like I gave up every, my whole life to move here. And that's what military people do. And so I was like, I'm going to try something different. I'm going to go to dental hygienist school. That lasted one day, one day. It was like the worst decision I've ever made. So at the time in Connecticut, um, Niantic had um, Brio school. And so I went for aesthetics. So I'm actually licensed in both um, nails, aesthetics and makeup. And um, it just went from there. I started my business. I don't really enjoy doing the whole idea of aesthetics. I don't do facials. I don't do nails anymore, but I think it's really important that I know about skin and skin conditions and um, makeup for me to have good makeup, you have to have good skin. So it's, it's really important. They go hand in hand. So it is good to know. Um, and then the rest is kind of history. I started my business and that was 10, almost 11 years ago now. And, um, I've gone through all kinds of different things. Of course, when I started, I thought I could only do weddings. Like that was the same kind of stereotype that I thought, what do you do with makeup? You do weddings. Um, and I found out really fast. I actually do not like doing weddings at all. Um, and then I surprisingly got pregnant and had a little girl. And during that time, I said, um, I want to be there with my daughter. So I kind of put a hole on my business, but I went to a master makeup course and learned more in depth about um, doing videos and photo shoots and lighting and different formulas and what to do, how to do it. And, uh, it was just like, it definitely lit a spark. And I was like, this is what I want to do. So I contacted photographers. I really got in with them working, doing all kinds of different things, any unique opportunity I can, I jump at just because I like to be challenged and I like to do things outside the box. Yeah, that's awesome. And I know one of my favorite things about you, and I tell you this all the time, is that I don't wear a lot of makeup. I like to look like me. And a lot of times makeup artists, particularly that do weddings, you look like you're wearing makeup and yeah. you look like you're wearing a lot of it. And a lot of makeup artists have this one style and it's almost like they make everyone look like them and it's beautiful, but it's not me. And so it's not comfortable. And that is one place where I think your creativity really shines, particularly in professional settings, because I know doing headshots, doing branding shots, I work with clients all the time. And when it's time to do the headshot or it's time to film the video or it's time to speak on the stage, a lot of them are very reluctant to do professional makeup, um, the women, but also the men, because they don't want to look like they're wearing makeup. They right. want to look professional. And I can say from personal experience that anytime I've had professional makeup, I feel like a hooker. Um, as soon as I leave the makeup studio, I just want to take a chisel to it. But then you see the picture or you see the video or you're up on stage. And the best compliment I get, people tell me all the time, oh, I love that you're so brave in all your photos and your speeches and you don't wear makeup. And I'm like, 
Thanks. I'm wearing 10 pounds of it, but thank you. No makeup makeup is sometimes harder than doing just full on like painting a face. Um, so there is a learning curve with that and techniques that, that but it, it's my style. Um, every makeup artist is different and some people like to go full glam. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why I don't like doing weddings is to me, um, not everyone you know, has to go full out with makeup. And a lot of these brides, you know, when you pay the money to get the makeup, you're not paying for the amount that you can see. It's, it's actually a whole process that you're going through, but people are like, if I don't have that full glam, then I didn't get my money's worth. But in actuality, a bride should look like, like your husband fell in love with the way that you look. Why would you change it on the most important day when you're standing up there? You want him to recognize you. You want, you know, there's a, there is something about feeling beautiful. And if that's how you always wear your makeup and he sees you that way, then that's you rock it. But if not, don't be someone that you're not on your wedding day, because you're going to look back at those photos. And, um, you know, I think makeup does help with our confidence. Um, but there's certain, there's a time and place for all of that. And for me, I just, I struggle with that with brides and I'm like, don't be someone that you're not your husband, fiance needs to see you as you and, or there's no creative outlet outlet for me. It's like, it's the same look for every single bride and that gets boring. So that's another reason I don't like doing weddings. Yeah. That was one of my favorite um, stories. I was at a conference, a business conference and Molly Ronkel, um, I believe is how you say your name. She is Beyonce's makeup artist. And she was talking about getting her start way back in the day when Beyonce was still with Destiny's Child and they kind of hadn't totally peaked. She wasn't Queen Bee yet. Yeah. And she got called in for this amazing opportunity to do the makeup. And she did Beyonce's makeup in less than 20 minutes. And Beyonce kind of said like, Hey girl, like, I don't know if you know, but like makeup takes a couple hours, like we're not done. And she said something along the lines of with your face and my skill, we only need 20 minutes. Nice. (laughs) Said it real confidently. And when all the photos came back and Beyonce had to make her decision, she went with Molly as the makeup artist. Because, and that's the signature look that Beyonce still has. Because if you look like Beyonce and you're freaking flawless, right? why would you cover that up with a bunch of makeup? You just need to highlight what you have. And that was one of my favorite stories of sometimes less is more. And yeah. to your point, we feel like, well, I paid for all this. Like, I want to feel, I want to look different. I want to look amazing. And I think that makeup is a lot less about making ourselves look different and just accentuating the best of what we have. Exactly. And I want to talk a little bit about our gentlemen listeners, because I personally sometimes feel like it's a little unfair that women can wear makeup. Not that men can't, but just it's not as socially accepted. Mm -hmm. Um, And there have been times where I have felt resentful that women have to wear makeup and men don't because I would love for it just to be accepted for me to show up with my face and people to still think that I look professional. But then there's been other times where I've had a pimple or a blemish. I'm like, oh man, especially during high school puberty, like, thank Mm -hmm. God I can cover this up. Like poor guys just have to walk around looking like a pizza and they can't do anything about it. Um, And professionally, I know a lot of men will have makeup done for a headshot, for speaking on stage, why is it important to put makeup on? What does that do for the professionalism of a photo or speaking on stage? Like, 
when would that be something that dudes might consider to elevate their success? Um, so I, I feel like there might be a couple different answers to go with that. Um, is, you know, makeup is, if, if it's a confidence thing, um, if someone is self-conscious about something and they want to camouflage it, um, I think that's totally acceptable. Um, when you're in a conference or on film or getting headshots on that, you're in, you're like under a lot of lights. You're under like the film, the HD now, like everything. So um, having the proper formulas to put on your face is going to prevent you from having any flashback, from any flash, from the lights, from your face just melting. Um, sometimes we, if we get nervous, we get red so we can cancel out undertones with that. Um, and the other thing with gentlemen too is, uh, you know, it's, th this is where I kind of struggle with the whole thing, but there is a, you know, just, we, we do judge other, we judge people, you know, if there's anything out of the ordinary. Um, and if you're giving something, if you're talking about something and it's really important and you really need to get that message across or people are coming there, you don't want anything to be distracting on you. So, um, like grooming is really important, you know, make sure that, you know, your beards are nice and, you know, um, at a good length and that they're under control, your eyebrows. Um, if there's anything that you need to fix flaw wise, if you have that blemish or some kind of scarring that you don't want someone to fixate on. Um, I just think it's, we do like you want your audience to hear you and it is, I mean, everything is visual now. So when you see someone, you can get distracted. You can stare at something and then not hear what the actual, message was. So it's kind of like a double, you know, there's being in a live situation, being in a recorded situation, and then being just on a film. Um, but, you know, if, if you show up for your headshot and everything's rogue on you, that's going to be your headshot. That might be on your business card and you want people to recognize you. So you want you to look like you, but you, if something's out of ordinary that day, Makeup can fix that. That's what it's there for. And this is ultimately what makeup was all, you know, this is the heavy um, highlight and contour because it's giving you depth to your face. And when you're standing on a stage and all that light, you kind of lose that depth. So you need to like kind of enhance that a little bit more um, so it doesn't look out of sorts. Right. I think one of the biggest distractions for me is when the light hits the forehead or the head. Mm -hmm. And, you know, extra love shout out to all our bald fellows listening, yeah. um, but putting some powder or something to cover the bald spot, because I know that I have been in situations where I'm watching someone on stage or I'm watching someone speak. And it's almost like if they catch the light, right, you're, you're blinded by the bald and yeah. you can't see, you can't focus. Um, so I would definitely advocate anytime I have male clients, they do either put some powder on, um, or, purchase our really awesome hat that was made for bald men that says I have a really great head of hair itch shameless plug for my favorite product in the product line uh, at the successful swag store. Um, but I do think that it's important. And what's interesting is historically I think makeup started with men where mm -hmm. men used to use makeup and it's sort of transitioned. And it's interesting because you can generally tell how old someone is by how they do their makeup. Mm -hmm. Because I, I forget where I, I read this, but basically the way that you do makeup when you're right around the age of 20 is how you will do makeup forever. 
I've never heard that. And that's funny because I'm so thankful that I at least um, play in makeup daily. Because if I still did my makeup the way I did when I was in, I, when I was in my 20s, oh, Lord, like I would not qualify as a professional. So, <laughs> yeah, I my first introduction to makeup, I wasn't allowed to wear it when I was in middle school, but I would sneak over to my neighbor's house and she had, you know, the little caboodle. Yes. With all the makeup and it was just fully stashed. And so my signature look, I wish I had pictures. I had this bright white eyeshadow that went all the way up to my eyebrows. I popped it off with a nice layer of glitter. Yes. And then I had this like deep pink blush and this gold lipstick. Oh my gosh. And no mascara or anything, just like the white and the lips. And I just thought that I was the hottest ever. Um, and you know, I love, I love that because, um, you did something, you, you rocked it and there's in makeup. There are, there's a lot of rules that they'll tell you, like there is a proper way and there's a perfect shape and a perfect eye shape and everything. Um, but honestly with my business, I just, um, my philosophy or my motto is, you know, there's rules, but rules are meant to be broken. And if you're gonna like rock something, do it and just, love yourself because it's about how you feel. And it's about like it inside. Like I truly believe beauty comes from the inside. It's not about the makeup. Makeup is just a fashion statement. Like if you're, if you're wearing white eyeshadow and gold lipstick, that's an accessory at that point. It's not, you're not hiding anything. You're just rocking like an awesome color on your face. So I, I think it's awesome. I wish more people would just like pull off how they, how they love to do it. Yeah. I do too. And I, I want to talk through a complaint of mine because I fully believe that beauty comes from the inside and that we should be judged based off of our our brains and our personality and our professionalism. However, I 100% believe that we are judged by our external appearance. And as much as I would love to tell people, just be you, and you'll be successful. I have personally seen again and again that I have had more opportunities to be successful when I present myself in a better light. And one place that I've seen this was working in finance and having mm-hmm. to wake up early and put on enough makeup to look like I'm wearing makeup, but not so much makeup to look like I'm wearing makeup. There's a very thin line. And also being on video calls, I've worked with, um, I worked with an agency that was mostly men. Mm -hmm. We had these 8 a.m. meetings, which I am not a morning person. I don't want to talk to anyone at 8 a.m. And they insisted on these 8 a.m. Zoom meetings. And all the dudes had clearly rolled out of bed. They're wearing baseball hats. They just look like them. Well, if I roll out of bed and I don't have a full face of makeup and hair, I don't look professional. Mm-hmm. I look like I don't take my job seriously. I look like I am not really engaged in what I'm doing. And right. the frustrating part was that I knew that I was working twice as hard and I took that job way more seriously. And it was kind of this internal conflict every morning of, on principle, right. I do not want to put makeup on and get all dressed up for a 20 minute zoom mm-hmm. call to talk about our day. But right. I know that if I do not do this, I am going to look and be judged. Like I don't take my job seriously and I'm going to be at risk of losing my job and getting replaced. 
by a dude or by a chick who does wear more makeup. So I'm curious in your perspective, where do you draw that line between being yourself, being who you are, letting who you are speak for itself, but also knowing that we're judgmental by Mm -hmm. personal experience, how much does makeup play into our success? That's, that's a really good topic. Um, so my, my personal feeling on it is if you don't want to wear makeup, don't wear makeup. Um, I don't think that you have to wear makeup to be successful. Um, there are a lot of women out there who don't, but I think what's important about it is the basic hygiene. So again, um, if you, if you're doing something like if you're showing up and you're a hot mess, then you need to do something about it. But even for a gentleman, like if you come in and you've got bedhead and you haven't kind of groomed yourself, I think it's a basic like thing that we do. Like you wake up and you brush your hair and you wash your face and you brush your teeth. Like if you, you have to go through those. Um, I think society kind of builds it up that we have to wear the makeup. We have to do this. And it's, ingrained in us somewhere like commercials are always throwing out there like makeup maybe it's Maybelline you know it's maybe she's born with it yeah right like that's not the way it is um so if makeup makes you feel a certain way if it makes you feel empowered like for me I feel like a hot mess if I don't have makeup on if my brows aren't done I feel like blah so I'm better internally when I wake up and I do my hair and I feel presentable because it gives me the confidence to be successful, to be who I want to be, because I feel like it's a reflection of what I want. I put it out there and I hope to get it back. Now, there are times when I don't care. Now, I, I feel like it's an internal thing for me. I don't feel like people are looking at me going, oh, she's a hot mess. If my hair is is nice and I don't have mascara on or blush or I didn't contour that day, I will feel kind of more um, insecure about it. But I would, I wonder what the rest of the world really, are they looking at me going, wow, she must have ran out of time this morning. Like if I had a messy bun and I didn't brush my hair and it's, out of the ordinary for me, then people would be like, oh, did you get enough sleep? You know, but I personally don't think like if you've gone your whole life and you've never worn makeup, but you have beautiful skin because, you know, maybe, you know, you inherited beautiful skin, um, great genes, or maybe you just take good care of your skin. So you don't need to, or you have gorgeous hair, but you brushed it and it's pulled back and it's neat. I feel like that's just as empowering as if you showed up with a smoky eye or not maybe for the job, but, you know, a neutral, um, a business eye with some lipstick on or something like that um, to pull off the day. So it's, it is, it is a fine line. Um, I think it is kind of society, but I also think it's kind of internally, we judge ourselves so much more than people actually judge us. Like I don't look at people, um, it, it's, it makes me uncomfortable at times because people will know I'm a makeup artist and I'll go, for example, like my dentist appointment. She's like, oh, I saw you on the books today. So I made sure my makeup was good. And I'm like, but you're beautiful. Do you wear makeup every day? Or just like, don't, don't do it because I, you think I want you to, or because you think it's, that's the way it should be. Like, oh, you have to wear makeup around me because I'm going to judge you. 
I'm not, I'm actually like the face to me is like a palette or like, you know, a clean slate. And I look at it and like, Ooh, what could I do to it? How could I make art on your face? Now, not all makeup artists are the same. Some, you know, will look and think, Oh, I need to even that eyebrow or do this or do that. But to the general public, I can probably guarantee, um, it's just, they're not going to look at you the way that you feel about it. Um, and the reflection of, and so it's more of, you know, uh, a hygiene thing. Like we just need to look presentable. It'd be the same thing. If you showed up for, um, a big board meeting in your pajamas, people are going to look at you funny, but if you have a pantsuit on or a dress suit or a blouse or something like that, it's not out of the ordinary, but you don't have to go over the top every single time, um, to show up to that board meeting. So it's, it's interesting, just the different comments and I will get comments if I wear like most of the time my makeup, I look like I'm not wearing makeup, even though I'm wearing basic makeup when I don't wear makeup and I feel like people will tell me all the time, you know, you don't have to wear makeup. You're beautiful. But when I don't wear makeup, people say things like, are you, are you doing okay, hun? Like, did you get enough sleep? <laughs> Like, are you stressed? Are you feeling okay? Like, do you want to pray for you? Like, <laughs> I get the comments when I'm not wearing, particularly if I'm not wearing mascara. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm just in my 30s. <laughs> like, Thanks for noticing. All of these lines, that is from the wisdom that I have accumulated in my three decades of living. So thank you. This is like people are used to, now, are these the same people? Have they never seen you before and just like, or are they used to seeing you with the makeup on? And then all of a sudden they don't. I think because I generally wear like very natural makeup, people assume that I don't wear makeup. But when I actually don't wear makeup, they're like, oh, something's wrong. People that and have seen you day right. in and day out. Okay. And so, then if I wear makeup, I get the comments on the other end that are like, oh. Where are you going? Well, where, where are you going? You, you hooking up with someone tonight? Right. You got a big presentation? I'm like, no, I just thought today would be a good day to shower. Like, is that okay? Right. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's how people, and this is why it's also important, like everything you just said, why it's important to look like you on a day-to-day basis. Like if you, um you don't want to show up for your headshot and look at like, look like you're going to the prom because that's not you. People aren't going to recognize that people see us. And then they remember the way that we look. Um, I change my look very often. I like to experiment and do new things. And, you know, someday I might be a cowgirl the next day. I might be an eighties chick, you know, it's just, I just like to do that. Um, so people aren't used to seeing me one way or the other. Um, but most people like they find a hairstyle that they like and they stick with that. And that's the way it is. They don't change it up in, you know, two weeks, three weeks, a month. Um, you know, they find that their makeup look, they don't have a whole thing of colors that they, they go through and try all the time. They have their palette they, that they like. And most of the time makeup will become a part of our routine in the morning because whenever we started it, whether it be junior high, high school, after like you have kids and then you have the bags and you just feel like you need, like it makes you, and then you just start It's part of your routine. When you wash your face, you put your moisturizer on and then you put a little foundation over it. It is more acceptable that we are supposed to, because if we have uneven skin tones, it looks out of sorts. You know, it's not, 
you know, everything has to be perfect. Now, when we look at people, you know, you have to have that perfect skin, um, no blemishes, perfect skin tone, your eyebrows have to be on fleek. So it's, it's everything. And now there's so many services that offer stuff like we'll tattoo your eyebrows on. So you never have to do it. We'll put fake lashes on every single, you know, that lasts forever because your lashes aren't long enough. So it's always just chasing that perfection, um, which is fine if that's what you want. But I, I really think it's important that people don't live up to what everyone else's expectations are, because again, beauty comes from the inside. So if you're kind and you're nice, people, you know, are going to like you in whether you have long lashes or uneven skin tone, it's how you treat people and how you feel. Yeah. I think culture has a lot to do with it in the circles that we're in. And I, I feel like a lot of times, a lot of the pressure is that we are trying to compete with things that aren't real. Mm -hmm. So growing up, for example, I always got complimented on my eyelashes because I have very long eyelashes. Well, then a few years ago, someone decided, you know what, let's like surgically put people's eyelashes on or let's do lash extensions. Let's do fake lashes. And now that is such the norm. My eyelashes look short by comparison because I cannot humanly compete with fake lashes. I can't humanly compete with tattooed on eyebrows or with lip fillers or whatever these things are. And I think that it's interesting because it is such a from industry to industry, from culture to culture, I think that there is no objective definition of beauty. Mm -hmm. It really varies from place to place. And one of the first times that I remember thinking about this, I was in eighth grade and we had this big girls sleepover at a youth group. And they did a guy panel where we got to ask all these guys who were in college or 20s and 30s, anything we wanted. And one of the questions that was asked was, do men prefer girls with or without makeup? And every answer was different. Some people said, I hate makeup. Some people said, I love makeup. Um, The quote that is still talked about was from the leader of the youth group who said, if the barn needs painting, um, probably not the best thing that you should tell a group of 14-year-old girls. Oh, no. But it was really interesting. I think that I sometimes cynically feel like guys want a girl who doesn't wear makeup, but looks like a girl who does wear makeup Mm -hmm. Um, that I see a lot of times, but I think that it's very subjective and it is interesting because I know that there have been times where I've hung out or gone on dates with different guys and they will make comments that actually make me feel more attractive without makeup and it boosts my confidence and it's made me realize how much I base my perception of beauty based on what I think other people are perceiving Mm -hmm. to be beautiful and so for me I've tried to work really hard to think about okay what do I want and how can I be the metric Because I can be in a group of people that thinks I'm more beautiful wearing a ton of makeup. I can be with a group of people who thinks I'm more beautiful without makeup. If I could get rid of all that noise, how do I actually feel? Right. So how do you navigate that for yourself, for your clients? Like, how do you try to block out cultural perception and messaging and figure out what is actually the look that is truly you? Um, 
that's a good one because outside influences, um, they're hard. They're, you can't ignore them. They're there. Um, and it's like, I'm always finding out even in the industry, always finding out about more things. And, you know, I don't want to be, um, a hypocrite on anything, but I, I have considered doing some work. One of my favorite features was my lips. I've always loved my lips. And I'm as I'm getting older, um, I'm noticing like the fine lines, my lipstick isn't. So I've actually been looking into like what lip injections will do. Will they give me back what I had? You know, I'm not looking for something I never had. I'm just like, I'm getting older. What do I do about this? Um, I've been looking into Botox, like what what does it do? How, where can I put it? I don't want lines. Like I don't want to age gracefully. I really want to fight it. I want to look, my internal body feels like I'm like 21. So I want my outside body to feel that way. I mean, my outside to look, to match. So, um, I think the biggest thing is just what you really have to check in with what feels good to you, because this, the same thing, when you said, if, if you show up, people are going to you know, notice different, but I think it's more about what we feel like versus what we actually look like. Um, I've had actual guys say to me, you'd be so much prettier if you didn't wear so much makeup. And I was like, ouch, like I don't wear makeup for you. So thank you for that comment, but I actually wear it for me. It makes me feel more confident. I like to look at myself when I have makeup on and I really don't like, I don't think I'm an attractive person per se. So I like the makeup. It makes me feel like I have art. It makes me feel beautiful. Um, and that might be one reason why I was attracted to makeup and wanted to play with it and just got into it because it made me, I mean, my daughter is six years old. Um, so there's a fine line that I'm treading right now with what influences her because she said to me, she's in first grade and she said, mommy, can I wear makeup? Cause there's a boy in my class and I want to be the prettiest girl in first grade. And I, I really, it kind of hurt for a second because I was like, why do you think that makeup is going to make you pretty? Um, you know, because she she watches me. She knows what I do. She's, you know, a part of, she's like my sidekick when it comes to makeup most of the time. And um, I, I, I had to tell her, you know, it's who you are in inside. Again, it goes back to the it, beauty comes from the inside. This is just, you know, fun. If you want to play with makeup or you want to do art on your face, um, she's also a dancer. So when it comes to recital time, we put makeup on and I've explained to her, it's because you're under lights. You know, I get to see your face more if I enhance it a little bit on stage. Um, but I think that again, there's a time and a place, but she doesn't wake up at six years old and go, oh my gosh, my nose is too big. How do, am I going to contour it? She wakes up and says, I want to put hot pink eyeshadow on her eyes. So she's seeing it in a different way. So we have to listen to what we really feel like. What are we self-conscious about? For me, it is my nose. I want to contour that every single day because from the time, as early as I can remember, I wanted a nose job because I hated my nose. I was so self-conscious. It made me lose that confidence. So it was something like I, I wanted to learn. So when I do lessons with people, I listen like, what do you like about your face? What do you not like about your face? What is your routine like? Like if you don't have, you know, 45 minutes in the morning to put makeup on, 
then don't try to learn a makeup routine because to do it right, you're going to have to do everything. Now, if you like your eyes and they're your favorite feature, throw some mascara on, maybe throw a little bit of eyeliner on, do one or two things, but don't think that you can go into it with a full makeup routine. And that's going to, cause you're going to be miserable. You're going to be tired. You're going to have to wake up. You're going to have the stuff on your face that you don't want. So it's less about what the outside influences on, because like you said, half the people are going to say, wear it. Half the people are going to say, don't wear it. Um, so it all comes back to what internally makes you happy. What gives you confidence, what you like when you see your reflection, like that's, that's why we put makeup on so we can see our faces, but also what do we like to see? Um, because we don't walk around you know, I mean, we walk around, we can't see ourselves so much. Everyone else does, but they don't know anything else of what, than what we're portraying to them in that moment. So. Right. And I love how you, you think of it just as an expression of art, because I think it's very similarly. I know we had a image consultant, Shirley Zaccio on the show, and we talked from the other perspective of getting dressed. And that was another thing for me, like I'm comfortable in sweatpants. Yep. Like if I could rock jeans, jeans and a cute graphic tee and a baseball hat all day, every day. Um, But because I am in a space where I speak on stages and I consult, that's been a constant battle of, okay, I don't want to not look like me. I don't want to wear suits. I don't want to have to, I do not like putting on eyeliner. I think it's pain in the ass. I don't want to have to do it every day. So how can I work with what I have? And I think that that has pushed me to be more confident in expressing myself. And it's become a part of my brand. Mm-hmm. My brand is being who you are. So it does not make sense to wear a ton of makeup. And I know that you and I talked about that the very first time um, that I came to you for brand photography, because mm-hmm. I just had it in my head that if I was on a stage or did photos, I had to have bright red lipstick. That for me, like that was just a power color. That's what you do when you're on stage. You put on red lipstick and you do crazy heavy eyeliner and you look like you have makeup. And I am very thankful that you talked me out of that. And it it was like a brand integrity thing of I am a brand strategist whose mission is to end identity crisis. So how can I say that externally? But then implicitly show people, oh, by the way, I'm going to make myself look like a clown every time I'm on stage because this is what I think I have to do to be professional. And so it has pushed me to be more creative with showing my confidence in other ways, like standing up straight or um, smiling more, like being more attentive. And often I think that it's less about the makeup and more how we externalize our confidence. Yeah, we carry ourselves. Um, So I love the way that you express that for those of us who do wear makeup, um, whether it's, you know, like myself, where it's very simple, or anyone who is in that space of, you're seeing the clients, you're going to work. What are some ways that we can more enjoy our makeup routine? Like, what are some places we can start to get a really simple makeup routine that we don't first have every day? Um, I always, again, it goes back to skincare. Like if you're going to spend any amount of time doing anything, do it on skincare because your makeup is only as good as the skin and that it's on. Um, and then decide what features you like and what you want to enhance. Like if you think that eyeliner is the biggest pain in the butt, then don't ever try to incorporate that in there. Like there's really no reason to. 
Um, if you feel like you have uneven skin tone, but you don't want a foundation, maybe you get a BB cream, which is a dual, uh, like it's your moisturizer and a color corrector all in one. And you throw that on, it's lightweight. It has the moisturizer. Um, you know, you're, you're doing it super fast, but it's making some kind of a change that you can visually see and then feel more confident about. Um, brows, brows are a huge thing for me. Like I, if, if I had to have one thing that I did, they took all my other makeup away. I just want to do my brows, brows shape your face. And, um, they just, to me, if you don't have brows, I mean, some trends right now are doing it where you don't have brows. That's a trend thing. It's not the ordinary, but to me, if, if someone's in a photo and they don't have their very light brows or they're not enhanced or they're not full to where it can change your expression. You can look mad all the time by the way that your brows look, you can look surprised all the time by the way your brows look. So if you're going to ever spend a time in anything, it would be brows. And generally everyone needs to fill them in a little bit because we have the hairs there, but sometimes they're light or they're not, um, you know, full. So just putting some color underneath on your skin, underneath those brows will enhance them just lightly. It doesn't mean you have to recreate the shape. It doesn't mean that you have to draw anything like the old fashion where grandmothers, you could see the pencil lines, like that's out. You never want to do just a pencil line. Um, so it's, it's going to be different for every single person. It's kind of like when you go to your stylist and get your hair, um, you, you come in with a picture and you're like, I want this hairstylist, your hairstylist should advise you. Well, it's not going to look the same because this is a different face shape. So it's going to frame it different. And how much time do you like to spend in the morning? Because this hairstyle requires three hours of prep work. And if you like, if you're a 15 minute well out of bed girl, this is not the hair cut for you or the hairstyle for you. It's kind of like the same thing with the makeup. Um, how much do you actually, how much time do you want to put into it? How much money do you want to put into it? Um, makeup is expensive and it expires and it's your face. So you don't want to put nasty old makeup on your face. You're going to have to keep up with it. So it's, it's a regular routine that you're, you're going to do. So it will be different for every single person. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk some makeup hygiene. Cause these were things that I know no one ever taught me. Um, so firstly, when it comes to buying skincare, buying makeup, where do we need to be cognizant of buying the more expensive products and where can we kind of go cheap with the products? Cause I know the cosmetics industry is one of the highest marked products. Yeah. It's, it's way more than it's actually worth in any of the bottles. And so if we're going to invest in somewhere, be it the skincare, the brushes, the foundations, the colors, where do we need to put our money and where is a product just a product and it doesn't matter? Um, so again, back to skincare, when you're going to spend the money, I would spend it on the skincare. That's what is on your face. It's underneath the makeup. It's where you start. And it, it's, what's going to have the vitamins and the nutrients and everything that you need to hydrate. And you need to get your pH correct with your skin, um, to stop any kind of breakouts over dry areas. Like you need to know your skin um, type. Like, are you dry? Are you dehydrated? Are you normal? Are you oily? And then you can build upon that. Um, but if you're going to spend money, I always say it in the skincare, take care of your skin. Um, as for makeup, even my professional kit has some drugstore brand, um, items in it. L'Oreal, I think is a, an awesome one, but again, every skin is different. So there's, it, 
I don't exclusively work with any one line because I like to pick and choose from all the different ones. And if you come to me and you have oily skin, I'm going to use this product on you versus that one. But then I want to be able to have a product in there for someone that has dry skin versus oily. Um, for example, a uh, Tarte Shape Tape um, is great concealer, but it's horrible on dry skin. So if I only stood behind that one brand and said, you have to use this, anyone that came to me and had dry skin, they're going to absolutely hate that product. Um, but then again, L'Oreal um, True Match Stick is awesome, but it's a drugstore versus, you know, a high end. So are all created equal? No, but I think it's kind of another personal preference. Um, try it, uh, see what you like. There are some um, eyeshadow brands that I just don't think their pigment stands out very well. So it's better to buy the, the more expensive one because you're going to use less, less product um, overall because the pigment is so much better. You also have to know what's important to you. Are you a vegan? Are you cruelty-free? Are you, um, like most lines are transparent now and they tell you exactly what they have. Um, some people just don't want the chemicals on their face. Some people, you know, don't care. They just want the most expensive brands. Um, I do say that if you're going to buy any of the high-end Urban Decay Mac, um, Charlotte Tilbury and any of them, you want to make sure that you're getting it from a distributor that you know, like directly through the company. Amazon is even like the black market with the, the knockoffs and stuff. Um, there's been known to have like glass shards in there, um, like animal urine. It's just, you don't know what you're putting on your face and your face. Like if you care that much to put the makeup on and want to be beautiful, you don't want to destroy it. You don't want um, infections and fungus and like long-term problems with your face, just because you got a little bit cheaper. Um, even be cautious of like the TJ Maxx and Marshalls. I know that they carry a lot of brands. Most of the time it's all just like donated or however they get their stuff from like the actual brands from the counters and everything, but, um, you still never know where it's coming from. So I just, if you're going to spend the money and want the good brands, make sure you're getting it directly from the companies themselves. Sephora and Alta are safe companies to buy from because they get it directly from them. So you, you know, you don't have to worry about black market with them, but um, Amazon is questionable. You don't know who the seller is um, or where they got it at times. So um yeah, I think one of the most helpful things for me was doing makeup consultation and mm -hmm. you know, the first time I did one, I was probably 13 or so. And it was something that my mom took me to a Merle Norman, I think it was called. I don't even know if that's still a thing. And they taught me how to do makeup. Yeah. Um, and I still remember being a little bit upset at the makeup artist because she did not feel that 13 year olds should wear makeup. So she was trying to sell me on like clear lip gloss. And I'm like, bitch, what is this? Give me right. a call. Like, come on, I'm 13. Like hit me with those reds and golds. And, um, <laughs> so yeah, I've since come to terms with, uh, balancing color, but even in my thirties, I did a couple makeup lessons with you where you taught me 
here's how you need to know your skin. And that was really insightful to know, okay, I have combination skin. So these are the places I need to wear more moisturizer. This is what I need to think about with eye cream. This is what I need to think about with my face shape. And it's helpful because prior to that, I sort of was flip-flopped in viewing it of, well, why would I spend money on a makeover? Why would I spend money on a consultation? But then I was spending money on makeup that I was never wearing because it was the wrong color, the wrong shade, that it just looked bad. Um, so I see a lot of benefit to just having a consultation and being able to talk to someone who knows all the products and to be able to say, here's the different places I wear makeup. And it was helpful to be able to say, okay, here's my day-to-day. I don't like to wear a lot. And my day-to-day makeup routine is literally about two and a half minutes. Um, If I am meeting clients or going somewhere that goes up to about five minutes. And if I'm doing a recording, it goes up to about 10 minutes Uh, or if I'm speaking on a stage or something, but to be able to understand how to do that was really helpful. The other thing that I had not really thought about before was brushes. So talk to us a little bit about Do we use the brushes that come with the makeup? Is it better to get a different brand? How often should we be cleaning our makeup and throwing away our makeup? What are some of those hygiene things? Um, Because I know prior to working with you, I was really bad and probably using lipstick and eyeshadow that I've had since I was 16. So how how often should we be taking care of our beauty counter? So, um, you know, makeup does have preservatives in it and it has, you know, shelf life. Um, and if you're, you have to know your brand too, like if it's more organic, it's going to have less shelf life. Um, but rules of thumb, um, I think the only place that I am like hands down, there is no exception is mascara. Um, you have, you cannot go more than three months with mascara. Um, get rid of it. There's no reason like to keep it. It's gross. Um, it is a dark, moist area. And that is the number one place that, um, bacteria will breed. Um, and one thing that's stuck in my head forever is when I was in school, um, you know, you watch these teenage girls go into Sephora or have these sleepovers and they're all trying each other's stuff on. And it's like, I now cringe at that because we focused in on the eye. And if you look under a microscope, you can see bugs all over our eyelashes, like bugs on our eyelashes. And they're there to like eat the bacteria and keep our eyes safe and do all that but I'm sorry, I don't want your bugs on my bugs. So when we're changing mascara and the eyeliner and all the eye stuff, um, we're changing our bugs back and forth. And that just really creeped me out. So I realized like, wow, like if I can, I love teaching teens because like you said, 12, 13 girls are going to want to like start wearing makeup no matter what. And if you don't teach them properly, then they're going to do it all wrong. And they, and not that there's a wrong way to wear makeup, but you don't want to start clogging your pores. You don't like acne. You're going through all kinds of stuff at that time, um, with hormones and changes. So the more you learn about the proper care to do and makeup and skincare and how to do it, and the less is more at that age kind of thing, um, that you can influence them a little bit that way. So I actually love, um, teaching teens and I, they're going to do it whether you teach them or not. So the part that she didn't think you should, that's just crazy because of course you're going to, and now we have YouTube. So like they're going to YouTube and if they don't know what they're looking for, they're going to do it incorrectly. Hence learning eye shape, face shape, all of that. Oh, if I did YouTube when I was growing up, I 
would look like a tribal warrior trying to contour myself with all the golds and browns and uh yeah like I, and so many people i my um lessons are taught on like like the the basic 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 and then once you learn all that then you can go on youtube and the sky's the limit then you know what to search for what eye shape what face shape what skin tone what coloring and you can learn everything but if you do that like how many times have you Googled how to do this. And then you're like, I look nothing like that. Well, probably you don't have the same eye shape as what you're trying to learn from. So it's never going to look like that. Or clients will come to me with a photo and they're like, can you make me look like this? Okay. Well, this was digitally enhanced. There's no way that makeup ever looks like this. I'm sorry. There's just, there, there isn't. So it's that false thing. So learning what real realistically you can do is, is really important right now. Um, so I went on a tangent and I don't even remember your original question. What did you ask me? We were talking about hygiene. Um, and I am so with you there. I'm so selfish when it comes to sharing. Like I do not share makeup, hairbrushes, deodorant, um, I toothbrushes. Listen, if you are one of those people who shares your toothbrush with another person, I try to be a non-judgmental person, but I am one thousand percent judging you, you nasty, nasty human. Get your own damn toothbrush. Oh my god, that's so funny. Like, yeah, you should never have to use someone else's. Even being married, like, no. No. It completely grosses me out. And when I learned about the bugs in the eyelashes, like I used to go to sleep with my makeup on because when I wake up in the morning and I got my most visually vulnerable, I wanted to look sexy. And then I found out that when you sleep with mascara, those bugs like grow and multiply and it's really nasty. And so now <laughs> I am paranoid and I wash my face very thoroughly before it hits a pillow. Um, but back to hygiene practices, uh, how long should we be keeping our makeup? How should we be taking care of our makeup and our brushes? What are the things that we need to be cognizant of? Um, so there, there are just some, the rule of thumbs, like you want to, with the mascara, no more than three months. Um, and then the foundation can vary, um, on what, what's in it, what it's made of, but if it starts to smell or feel, get rid of it. It's not worth it to put on your face. Um, you can clean your, um, Bacteria breeds more in a, a cream or a liquid versus a powder. Um, and if you're cleaning your brushes, which as a regular just person, like for me as a makeup artist, I have to clean my brushes in between every single person. I would never use the same brush on two different people. Um, so I have a brand new set in between every, every client, but for my personal ones, I wash mine. I do a deep clean like every week. Um, and I like the Dr. Bronner's soap. Um, I actually have, um, a video out there that I did during pandemic just to do tips and tricks of how to wash your brushes, um, how to take care of them, um, how often to do it. There's all kinds of, um, shampoos out there for brushes and, um, there's synthetic brushes and then there's real animal brushes or real hair brushes. Um, and honestly, the synthetic ones, they're making better and better that used to be able to tell the difference, but they're making them like better now. So they're almost replicas of real hair. So it, there's different ones that will apply differently, the different shapes of the brushes. 
Um, but definitely make sure that you're cleaning them once a week and doing it in a way where um, the bristles are down because the longevity of your brush will last longer. If you tip it up where the brushes, bristles are up, the water will go into the handle and break down that glue and they'll, they'll not last longer. So when you're drying them, kind of try them down so the water comes out of there. Um, and then you can take like a... It, it, a 70% alcohol spray and just kind of spray your palettes and keep them clean. Lipstick, um, if you apply it directly to your mouth, will last longer because you're getting the germs on it. Whereas if you're someone that doesn't wear makeup very often, you can probably make your makeup last longer if you kind of apply it with take take a little bit off and apply it with a brush versus putting it on or after you're done, wipe it with some alcohol to get the germs off. Cause so it's not going to breed anymore when you're doing your foundation. If it's one that you can like pump out or dump out versus um, like dipping into, cause make sure your hands are always clean when you're applying to your face or when you're sticking your hands into your makeup, because you just don't want, it's cross contaminating. You want to make sure that you're keeping all germs out put your covers on your makeup at all times. Don't just leave them out. Um, if you keep it in the shower area and like the moisture gets into it, it can dry out faster um, or cause a reverse effect and like make them mold um, faster. So I, there's not like a general across the board. It's kind of like you, you just have to use a little bit of common sense with it, but the less you touch it, the longer you can most likely keep it around for, um, any powder is, as long as it's clean, if it starts to get that film over it, you can scrape off that top layer. Um, but I have disinfectant sprays, sanitation sprays that I use on all my palettes and, the key is 70%. If you go up to 99, it kind of like just solidifies everything in place, the germs, where 70% has time to actually go in and work and um, clean the product. Um, and then just keeping any, the mascara is the main thing. And say that you have mascara or you only wear it, like you buy a really expensive one and you wear it once or twice and you don't want to have to throw it away in three months, buy disposable wands and use those. So you're not double dipping back into it, um, with anything that touched outside. And then it will last longer. You could probably have it for like six months because you're not putting any bacteria back into that tube. So, um, you can get away with doing it, but it, most people don't want to take the time to go buy a disposable. They'll just use the one that's in there and think that they can have it for two years because it was expensive and they barely use it. Well, that's not the case. It breeds bacteria in there. So get rid of it. It's not worth it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. I don't know if I am more inspired to go put a bunch of makeup on or just like <laughs> boil my face. Um, maybe a little bit of both, um, but thank you so much for sharing so your much. tips and expertise. Um, if you are listening, would love to hear from you about your makeup stories. What was the most atrocious makeup trend you ever participated in when you were going through puberty? Send us an email at embracetheish at gmail.com or hang out with us online at successfulish.com or Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at embracetheish. Success and failure, not on opposite ends. Curveball hits, gotta know what to bend. The attitude will affect destination. 
interview determines when you're gonna make it. Live between successes makes life rich. Live in every moment successful-ish. Live between successes makes life rich. Live in every moment successful-ish. Hey, successful another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. I'm successful-ish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successful -ish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successful-ish. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve. I'm successful-ish. Another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successful-ish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successful-ish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successful-ish. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve. Hey. All this weight on my arms need both flex. In this race, pop behind, need more steps. Had to show the learning curve, hope I don't crash. Hit your nerves when reserves got low cash. When I fail, realize that it won't last. You made it through in the past, just look back. Successful-ish, you can see how the contrast fires and wins. Use the past and the bounce back. You can never win if you never go and do it. Figure it's a hard road, rarely ever cruising. Embracing all my wins with a handful of losing. Expect the drought season when the plan's going fluent. I can never really feel it's all how you view it. It's all a lesson, just depends how you use it. Get all the data and keep it all exclusive. Never ending journey and the growth is therapeutic. My identity is not in what you see. I am the better me. Mistakes others make, I see. Have a teacher me. Compare yourself to others is an insult to tragedy. We will make unique, gotta use again collectively. Broke down my goals and a few look toasted. Can't take them back cause you already spoke them. Easily regressive, you don't stay focused. Focus, live between success and emotion. Successfully. Another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. I'm successful-ish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successful-ish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successful-ish. Lose a stack, get it back, reinvest, hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve. I'm successful-ish. Another day, another task, think fast with a whole nother mission complete. Successful-ish. Pick up the weight, press on, and act on the visions to see. I'm successful-ish. Sit back and bask in the glory of all the goals I achieve. Successful-ish. Lose a stack, get it back. Reinvest, hope, wait, then I roll up my sleeve.